All right, everybody. I've been waiting for this moment, I think, since I started watching Naked and Afraid. I have Tara with me, and Tara knows I love you. I love you, Tara, but I'm also a little bit afraid of you. And I think that's how we really got started talking, because I am a little afraid of you. You're very Why? bold. I am you're bold. bold. I'm, I'm just honest. I'm not, I don't sugarcoat anything. I, I, I checked the fridge earlier. I don't have any sugar or sugar coating in there, so... <laughs> It's just, that's who I am. I'm not going to sit, like, if somebody says something or asks a question, I'm going to answer that question or say what's on my mind freely and openly because that's that's who I am. That's just nothing to be scared of. Just don't be scared of the truth. And I like that. But some people are, are easily rubbed the wrong way, but, you know, that's them. They have their own issues to work out. But I want to talk to everybody really fast. This is a historical moment for me. Like, this is going to go on some of the things that I'm proud of, because talking with you, someone so brave and so strong, is really an honor. So I really want to thank you for talking to me. And also, I, appreciate I am honored. I, I'm just another normal, everyday person, literally. I mean. No, you're not. You put yourself out there. Let's talk about your first appearance on Naked and Afraid. Were you scared of freaking fracking death? I would have been. Uh, I think the the most fear I had was the week before the challenge. Uh, we had we were you know it was during the COVID period, and we were quarantined for an entire week before we went into the challenge. And every single day, you know, I had dropped off hormones for about a week prior to this week at this time. So I didn't really have too much changing going on, but I knew that I was going to start uh, reverting back, re reversing. And, um, and I knew I was going to be meeting my partner. Didn't know if it was male or female or what. And um, yeah, the only thing I could think was the first thing they're going to do is look at me and say, I'm not doing this and leave. And then everything's canceled and, and I look like an asshole. And, you know, that was that was the only time I was really scared. Um, and you had the right to be. You know, I, I. I was. Deep in transition at this time, I was I was. Years on hormones, I was, you know, I, I changed my name legally um, I was deep in transition at this point and coming off the hormones at that point, I didn't think was going to be a big deal. Uh, the way it was explained to me is just a couple of weeks would be just like skipping a couple doses and you're, you know, you just go back on them. And, uh, yeah, that was when you when you talk about any time that I was scared for these challenges, that was about the only time so far. I put myself in your shoes and I just think about like the haters, the bashing. And it was it would have been so scary. I thought for sure they had to prepare you and him beforehand. And, nope, the, and they told they told me that I had a partner and they told him that their partner was his partner was a little bit different, mm -hmm. but nothing major to worry about. Right. And they partnered me with him knowing that even though he was conservative, he wasn't going to fly off the deep end. He had a genuinely good spirit. And I think that's why they put him on the challenge with me. 
his spirit, his his heart are so big and so bright that I I'm really I, I was happy that that's who I got. I was I feel so blessed that you got him too. His spirit jumped through the screen, grabbed my heart, and gave it a hug. Naked and Afraid tried their best to make it a little bit more controversial than it really was like the whole like him looking up and down which i think was halfway fake but he was just so accepting that wasn't actually him looking at me they did edit that a little weird that was actually him looking at my bow mm-hmm. not at me so see i knew it yeah yeah he was he was like you're unique we're all different and i fell in love with him and you because you could see you were like when you did the little like, oh, I'm so happy, you could see the relief on your face. I think that was the most true I've ever seen you, besides one other time, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. That was the most truest I've ever seen you, and I fell in love with you right then and there. Well, that's, you know, it felt like, like, literally the panic melted away. I don't know how else to describe it other than that. It was a panic, and then it was like... The panic was just gone. Well, that was great. He was great. You loved your partner. Are y'all still talking? You still talk oh, to him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's got a son now. And mm-hmm. uh, we talk not all the time about hope. one once every one or two months or so, I'd say. Yeah. You know, he yeah. lives in South Africa. I live here. Time differences are crazy. And we don't talk to each other as much as we probably should. But mm-hmm. yeah, we still talk and we communicate, you know? Yeah. He, he's great. So let's talk about that challenge a little bit first. When you got out there, was it harder than what you thought it was going to be? Because, you know, you're sitting on the ground no. resting. No, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, I went out there. Um, I had seen the first couple of, well, a bunch of episodes from the first couple of seasons, but I wasn't like this hardcore naked and afraid fan or anything. Mm-hmm. And But I knew what to expect, you know. I really had been going out and doing things on my own because once my wife left, uh, I had nobody else. So I just went out and, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a roommate that would watch my dogs while I was gone. And then I would just go out and hang out in the woods for days on end. So you were very prepared. Okay. Well, you know, I can be wrong. I thought you were not as prepared as, you know, like mentally. I didn't think, I think you were focusing so much on, the stress of, you know, coming out on national freaking TV that maybe you weren't prepared for the actual being out in the rough part, being in the bush part of it. No. When you got the first call, when you put in the first time when you applied, did you apply? I applied in 2014. And you shot when? I was called back in 2020. Wow. Jesus. And you had the same email and phone number? Phone number, yeah. Oh, wow. I have the same so phone we, number since 2004. So when they called you, were you shocked? Were you surprised? Were you? Well, yeah, they were like, well, actually, it was like, hey, we're wondering if you're still interested in doing this. And I'm like, doing what? And they're like, oh, naked and afraid. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. And that's exactly how it went. And and so you get out there, you're on the show, you're, you're, your partner taps. And I have a little bone to pick with the editing on that, too. When he fell down... And you look so frantically afraid. You you were generally afraid for his for his safety, right? Yeah. 
But then afterwards, he does a stand up and he has a scar on his head and he's talking. So he looks fine. So if he was standing up there, you know, talking and looking fine after he had already fallen, was there no chance for him to come back on the show? On the show that day or on the yeah, show? Yeah, that period? day. Oh, yeah. No, he passed back out. He wasn't coming back on. They had to carry him out. He oh. didn't walk out. They carried him out. Okay. Because I didn't think it was that bad because, you know, the, he did that little diary cam. So I was trying to figure out when he did the that diary cam. when he was in the tent. He was sitting up and uh, mm-hmm. he, he regained consciousness. So Tara was wrong. He's standing up in the bush. Look how close they have it up on his head. And there's the cut. So I'm being a team player and doing a lot of work by myself. And this was in the middle of the show. I'm going to scroll down here and show you that here. (laughs) This is when he's in the tent. Look at the cut. There's him getting attended to. So, yeah. Love Tara, but she's wrong. Editing. Those people are tricky. They got some fluids in him. And by this time, it was it's to the point where he had a slight concussion. And mm-hmm. they weren't going to let him come back. Okay. It was, it was, I mean, he hit his head a lot harder than you might think. I mean. Oh, he, no. I, there was blood. I mean, the, if there was blood everywhere that. They tricked me with doing the diary camp. Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was that was way, way later on in the day, or maybe even ne- the next day, actually. Okay. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask him. Yeah, so that the editing on Naked and Afraid can be very tricky. I hate it yeah. the way they showed you on Solo. They just showed only hated the it. low parts. I Am hated I right? it so much. I hated that edit, and I've talked to David Story. You know, I'm I'm not afraid to say... I hated my edit. There was stuff that they left out of there that could have been such an arc and shown why I was suffering so badly. I pat or I was started passing two kidney stones on my 13th day. Yeah, two kidney stones, one of them six millimeter, one of them seven millimeter. And I was like doubled over in pain for hours in one spot, crying and begging them not to med tap me. And I stayed and out there. Sure. No, they didn't show it. They didn't show that I was suffering with that the whole rest of the time. They also didn't show all of the raw shrimp that I ate. You know, the nine shrimp that y'all saw, I was also in the water every single day for hours on end trying to get shrimp. And they weren't like something you just reach in the water and get. You had to dig your hands underneath the rocks. And by the time I was done, I had no fingernails left because the rocks and everything had eroded them away. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to block them off on one side, then reach through on the other side and try to grab them before they swim out of some hole that you didn't feel. Mm-hmm. And I pro- I lost hundreds of shrimp, you know, just trying to get them. And I only ate, I think, a total of 16 shrimp while I was out there. Yeah. There's, th- there's so much they didn't show on this solo edit. And not just from me, from everybody. Of course. You know? It, but they made was- you seem... Weak. They low. made me seem yes. low and weak, and I wasn't. 
if I had been that weak that whole time, I I don't I, I it it made me so upset just watching that edit every week and then hearing everybody complain about this and that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all didn't see when I was laughing and having a good time. Y'all didn't see all the good things that happened out there. Y'all also didn't see that I set up way more than one snare. I mean, I, I did so much shit while I was out there that they didn't show. And I was literally working my ass off from the time I got up to the time I went to bed. Mm-hmm. But you know what happened out there. And, and I, unfortunately, a lot of the not like super fans, they don't realize the show's all about the money. They used your low points to make a very good low point story. Yeah. Yeah. But you also have to realize this is a long con. And so I hope that they bring you back and you'll look even stronger. Like they'll bring you back and you'll look like, you know, we went from this low point all the way up to this like huge beast that rocked it and killed it out there. That's what they do. Well, I haven't heard anything yet. So if they're yeah. going to bring me back, it's not going to be anytime soon. Oh, I hope they bring you back very soon. You definitely would go back out, right? I have okay. I had to consider it. Um, I had to think about it after the the challenge, the solo challenge aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of on the fence about it, but yes, if they call, I'm going to go back out. Yeah, I think after I think when and this is what really the podcast is all about. There's so many people that think they can do the challenge. There's so many people who want to do the challenge, but this yep. affects your life. It affects your your mental status. And then I would give advice to everybody who goes out. And they come back to, before you speak and start going off, take a moment and realize that maybe they have something more in store for you. I see it all the time, right? Well, yeah, sure. But at the same time, they were showing the hardships that actually happened to everyone else. Mm-hmm. But the actual hardships that were happening to me were all left on the cutting room floor. All of the mango trees I found that didn't have a single mango, all of the almond trees I found with no almonds, all the dragon fruit cactus I found with not a single fruit on it. Mm -hmm. They didn't show going up the mountain and looking for fruit. They didn't show all the times I was out there trying to get shrimp and fish and everything else. And the time I got beat up in the river because it was rushing so badly, it was like this was just after the kidney stones hit too. It was like day 15 or something. I got Mm -hmm. swept into the middle of the river and – they didn't show that. So, I mean, yeah. they just showed me bitching and complaining a lot without any circumstances for doing so. Yes. And I think that the way that the storyline was based upon was the fire starter. And I'm so sick and tired of people talking about the fire starter. Listen, I'm going to answer for you. Okay. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. She was trying to be primitive. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, afterthoughts, she should have brought it with her and then been like a badass. I'm not going to use this and do a bow drill and then have to use it. Yeah, get over it. She was trying to be a badass and they used to not give them even fire starters. Exactly. So it's not that they big of a deal. They get fire starters and that's how I wanted it to be. I want to, I, I'm trying to drive the series back to where it was originally. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get it to where we're not all just given shit for the challenge. Both of my challenges have been hard as hell and I've been given nothing. Yes. Except when they gave the pot and the fire starter. Yeah. And that's just, that's just overkill to me. Mm -hmm. I think I could have went the rest of the time out there. Sure. I would have been having bugs all over me all the time still, but 
I was eating the raw shrimp anyway without the fire. What what would be the difference for the rest of the time? Yeah. I don't know. It was too I mean, I think they went on they went on that and they ran with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, oh my gosh. And I'm so tired of hearing about the fire starter. So we're gonna move on. You were being smart. You were trying to be a bad A, and I give you applause for doing it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, there was so much more out there that we need to talk about, which is more interesting. Now, you had some bad luck with the pot and the lid. I went back, and you got in the water on your first challenge with the pot as well. And I can't remember what you were doing in the water the first time. but So I'm sure you felt confident that the lid wouldn't come off the second time. Well, the first time I got in the water with the pot, I I had the lid on it, but I only took it off to get some water out of the river. Mm-hmm. The time that I was in the water with the pot and I had it tied to my ankle, I had it tied to my ankle because, like I said, I had to have both my hands free so that I could dig under the rocks. Mm-hmm. I tied it to my ankle so it wouldn't get away. I had it out in the water for, I want to say I was in the water for over six hours that day. Mm-hmm. And the lid stayed on that entire time. It wasn't until I was on my way back and finishing up and just ready to get out of the water that the lid actually came off. You know, so that was six hours in the water that the lid was on that pot in the river with it raging across it. Mm-hmm. And it was just that last couple of minutes that the lid popped off. So it's yeah. not like it was people say, oh, well, that was a stupid decision to tie that to your leg. No, it wasn't. It's a vessel. It's a vessel that contained things, and it worked. It just happened to have the lid pop off at the last minute. Yeah. It's not like I I was out there for five minutes. No, it's bad luck. You had some bad freaking luck. Yeah, I had terrible luck out there. Terrible luck. It was just the worst. Not only did you have bad luck, then you got a bad edit. Yep. And then I'm sure you went through some mental stuff on there because you're sitting out there. You know that. You're like, oh, people are going to talk about me in the fire starter. Oh, I'm not getting the food that I would really love to get. Honestly, I didn't think about anything about the people. This challenge was for me. I thought about what was going on out there. I thought about anything that was going on out there and anything I can do to progress. I never once thought, oh, God, I'm going to get a bad edit or, oh, God, what are they going to show me looking like? I only thought about the next day or the next thing for the challenge. I really think you're the. Do you think you're the only one that does that? Because that seems unnormal to me. I don't know. I don't think Matt or EJ or any of them sit there and go, I wonder how they're going to make the edit. I wonder what people are going to think about this, this, and this. Because mm-hmm. I think they're like me. They, you know, We were all at the same bases, really. We all got the same training. It's mm-hmm. We don't sit there and think about what other people are going to think of us. We only think about the mission at hand. Well, I think that statement shows a little more about me than it does about you. So I'm, I'm more than proud to admit it. I think that's what I would be thinking about out there. I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, I think you're right. You're OG. You're out there in the moment. And I don't think you're getting the credit that you deserve. 14 days, not a lot of food. Okay. You went 21 days. 21 days on 16 shrimp, 16 four shrimp. pieces of cactus. That is crazy. How did you manage to do that? It was all mental, right? Yeah, it's it's all mental. You know, you go around, you're you're still constantly looking for food, but at the same time, after the first couple of days when you're not finding any real abundant food sources, you put it in your mind that, hey, I could go the I could be looking at going this whole time, you know, with nothing. So mm-hmm. that is a complete mental thing. 
to to be able to go through that kind of starvation and still make it out at the end and scream at the truck to come get you. Right. There was at one point in the show you said that that you were not the baddest, you know, survivalist that you thought you, you know, were. And yeah. I was that just you being mentally down or did you really do you really feel that way? You think you have a lot more to work on? I think there's always room for improvement. I don't think that any survivalist, any real survivalist is going to say, I'm a master at this craft and know everything. No matter how much you know, you don't know every stitch of every part of the planet. If you're Mm -hmm. not willing to keep learning, you shouldn't be out there. You should be out there only if you know absolutely at least the minimum basics. In my opinion, you shouldn't even go out there unless you have some advanced training. I think some of the best survivalists on the show are the ones that can look at themselves and learn from their mistakes and laugh at themselves because I am a nobody. You know, I'm not a survivalist, but I can look and learn from y'all and judge and rate because I'm I'm in my home. I got to stop you for just a second. Nobody is a nobody. Everybody is worth something. Everybody is somebody. And if you put yourself out there, even just talking in in a joking form that you're a nobody, that diminishes your own self and you don't need to do that. You are a beautiful young woman. You've got all this stuff behind you. There is no reason on this earth that anybody should say, I'm a nobody. I might not be the most famous person out there, but I'm still not nobody. You know, so don't don't diminish yourself like that. Don't make me cry, Tara. (laughs) Um, you know, like I said, I've been looking forward to this interview and you just like really touched my heart right now because a little, a few moments ago, I exposed some of my fears because I was like, oh, I'm going to be out there thinking about, you know, what are people thinking about me? And now I just said that and you corrected me and you're right. And this is why I love the show. 99% of everybody that's on the show are so real and y'all's hearts are so big and I, this is why I love you. So thank you for that. Like if you were to ask any of my family or friends, if I had a specific number, 47 uh-huh. is my number. So the number, your favorite number or your age limit to date? <laughs> Both. I would make an exception <laughs> for you. Oh, what's your number? I have a number. I don't date anyone. I would not date anybody who doesn't have kids. And I wouldn't date anybody that is younger than I think 40, like 44. Why? Do you have rules like that for you? I don't care about age as long as you're at least legal. Um, <laughs> yes. Must actually must be over like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing is you have to have a good head on your shoulders. You have to have an actual agenda in your mind of how you want to live and not mm-hmm. just be a child, you know. Which can be for, any age. Almost. As for an upper limit, I don't, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I've dated women literally twice my age, so not today. This was back when I was twenty-two. I was dating a woman that was twice my age. Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna go date an eighty-one-year-old person right now. I'm just no. not into it. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not into it. Well, <laughs> let's get back on track. I mean, I see that. I knew this was gonna happen. She already, she almost made me cry, but I wasn't. I'm. I'm trying not to cry anymore on air, but let's get back to what I, my original thought. Do you, are you 
a little disappointed that they put you on solo and not out on another challenge? I mean, it took them forever to contact you. Absolutely not. No? No, because I now have, I'm tied with James Lewis for the most number of days in the history of Naked and Afraid alone. Yes. That just shows, and, and that, well, that shows me how, how much I can handle alone. Yes. Now, being in that survival situation with a partner, I'm hoping that if they do put me with any partner or partners, um, they're not assholes, but I haven't had that yet. So no, I'm not I'm not mad that they put me into the solo. I wanted that. I I loved it. I I loved the opportunity. Um but I do hope that I get a partner eventually. Yes, I'm talking about from a social situation. We all know that you're a badass. You were out there pretty much solo the first challenge. Socially, I guess this is again coming back to me. I'm sorry to make this about me, Tara. Make it about you, it's cool. Coming back to me. I want to see Tara, you know, in an XL challenge. I want to see her with a partner. Yeah. But do you not feel like a pioneer? Do you not feel like you're oh, I a absolutely history do. maker? You do? I do. Um, you are. You're so laid back about it, though. Well, I mean, what am I supposed to I'm not going to jump for joy, but. <laughs> <laughs> Why you know, not? <laughs> I've, I've done a lot of firsts in my life. And, um, you know. Even though I can't continue my transition at this point, I still was the first male to female transitioning person on Naked and Afraid. I have the most days alone on Naked and Afraid. And, you know, I'm okay with blazing trails. I'm okay with pioneering. And I'm okay with being the face or a face, one of our faces for the LGBTQ community. So. I love that I'm doing all the firsts. It just shows that we can do first. We can be out there in public and do things first. Yes. And it's okay. And your grandchildren are going to say, you know, my grandma was the first to do this. My grandma did this. So maybe you don't brag so hard, but let me tell you, for generations to come, people are going to be talking about you. They probably will. Yeah, and that's something to be really proud of. That's what I'm telling you. This is an honor to talk to you. I talk about my grandpa, you know, who, you know, my, well, you know, my dad was the first black police officer. You know, my mom was the first black teacher to be in an integrated school. And it's because I'm proud. Yeah. And your, your daughter, first off, is beautiful. She's going to brag about you and she's going to, your grandchildren are going to brag about you and you're going to be, you're in the history. Yeah. But you don't even get giddy about it. Like, I'm so giddy about it. And you're just so laid back and calm about it. And I just really can't believe it. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I like it. It's cool and all. It's just, I don't know if it if it maybe isn't sinking in for me mm-hmm. the way it is supposed to. Or maybe I just don't have that chemical brain function. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. I get I do get messages all the time. You know, Tara, my daughter is trans, my son is trans, my cousin is trans, this and that and another thing. And I'm like, that is awesome. Thank you for reaching out to me. And I will be, you know, they asked me for an autograph. I'm like, I am sending it today. You know, cool. Awesome. I am honored that you would even think to contact me 
to get an autograph or just say hi, you know, but on the flip side, I always have people messaging. I, I used to have people messaging me before my first challenge aired, uh, calling me, you know, the, the F word that wasn't four letters and uh, telling me that I should kill myself and how I won't make it and this and that and another thing. I'm like, and you're a fan? Like, you're fans of this show and you're talking to me like this? I mean, I got I got called everything but a table, I think, um, in the most derogatory ways possible. And once my challenge, my first challenge aired, it all went away. And then they started putting my new pictures up for the solo challenge. And I <laughs> just a note to anyone out there that thinks they have a hater. Don't go to the Naked and Afraid Facebook page and read the comments. Yeah. Because if, if you want self-loathing, do that. If you want self-healing, don't go there. I did. You should not read And it. I went down that rabbit hole and I read some of the things these people were saying. Just atrocious, horrible things that I would never even say to somebody. And I'm like, I'm an asshole. I will straight up tell somebody a lot of things, but I, I wouldn't tell them some of the things that I hear. So yeah. there's both sides of the coins. When you're talking about people should be talking more about me, they they really don't need to. There's other people on this show that have done it one, two, three, five, six times. And, you know, they've done a kick-ass job as well. Just because I have a claim to fame for one thing doesn't mean I'm the only person out at Quince Mountain, first transgender man to go on the show. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about him, really. But he was... Yeah. He was a trailblazer. He he still is a trailblazer. And he was he he messaged me afterwards and he's like, you know, Tara, thank you for going on the show. And we we talked for a while and it was great. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's people like Dan Link who go on there openly gay and and I love it because it gives us representation. And people say, Oh, well, you're shoving it down our throats. No. We've got kids out there and people out there that are like us that want to see people like them on the TV, too. It doesn't have to be a white America television, straight heterosexual broadcast. Mm -hmm. Everybody can be represented. And just because they are representing doesn't mean it's being shoved down your throat. It just means that you're homophobic. Yeah, it should just be normal. It shouldn't even be a thing. I would be so happy. When you're not a trailblazer, I'll be so happy when, exactly. you, you know, it's not a big deal, but right now it is, and I'm ready for it to be normal. And even Andrew and all the other guys, you know, the, you know, a straight man hugging a naked gay man is beautiful. And this show, Naked and Afraid, has changed my life and has made me slowly become more confident and some of that confidence and some of that you know, being a better person is coming from people like you. Good. I hope everybody gets a little bit of happiness or something out of this. You know, not everybody has to see it as such a down thing because it's not, it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, when, when Waz and Jake hugged, it wasn't a gay thing. It was the, it was two people in a brotherhood. Who cares if there's clothes or not? It's not like they were going to have sex right there. You know, it needs to be normal. Ridiculous. It needs to be normal. So I wanted you to give me some dirt. Give me some dirt on the show. I have a question, okay? So 
Um, I don't want to talk about your nipple, but we're going to talk about your nipple. You got what? Seven stitches in your nipple. I got nine stitches, nine stitches in your nipple. I know you got a lot of flack for that. Like, did the stitches hurt? Are you, I mean, I don't even, Oh, I can't even imagine. So one little thing that people don't know too much about is I actually had my nipples pierced. And when the bowstring came across, that's what it grabbed and ripped out. And it wasn't like just a flesh wound. There was actual muscle or meat. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad to even look at that when it, when I took my hand off of it and looked for a second, I had to go, oh God. Because mm. it was it was so bad. It was so it was a disaster. I, I just I don't understand uh why you weren't why you like why you didn't leave at that moment? I didn't leave because I didn't want to. Did I didn't tap out because in the real world, you couldn't tap out. If that had happened in real life, I would have found some, some well, uh, there are plants that have needle-like tips, like uh, like yucca, basically. And you can strip that down and have cordage on that needle as well and actually sew yourself up with it. That's what I would have done in a true situation. But since this was a TV broadcast situation, they had medics do it. Mm-hmm. However, there was no numbing. There was no anesthetic. There was nothing like that. And, you know, I felt literally everything. But I stayed out there because... Just because something's hard, just because you get hurt, just because you don't want to at the time, mm-hmm. doesn't give you an out. Yeah. Real life doesn't have tap outs. Exactly. Hey guys, it's Wes from Naked and Afraid, the assassin. You know, the fans nicknamed me the assassin because of all the game that I killed in South Africa. And today, I'm killing it in the kitchen. The assassin lives. Yeah, I just came out with my own cookbook. It's got 23 recipes. One guest recipe by Gwen Grimes, Grizzly Gwen. I've got uh, 22 other recipes in here. I've got cameo photos from a lot of your favorite survivalists. It's a uh, it's a good read, and it's a lot of fun. Go to westharper.com, click on merch. You can pick up a cookbook or a t-shirt or a hat or a coffee cup. Thanks for all the support, guys. And now back to my new Beyonce and the, the Oh Heck Nah podcast. Mm, that, that's strong. Well, let's talk about real life doesn't have tap outs. You know I'm mad about you petting the darn alligator in the wild. I'll pet all the what, alligators I can. Why would you do that? It is so I love dangerous. Them. When I was in the Air Force in uh, Florida, I was actually studying herpetology. Mm-hmm. At one time, I had tons, and I mean... So many snakes, lizards, turtles, tortoises, and frogs. It's unreal. My electric bill was over $350 a month. I had them in my backyard. I had them in aquariums. I had them in shoeboxes. I had them everywhere. I was studying everything I could. Me and my friend Eric Napier would go out to the golf course with permission and feed the alligators out there chicken. Please be more careful. If I get hurt, it's my own damn fault. It's not their fault. It's my fault because I'm the one that went out there and did it. Okay. But I did want to get in the water. And if I hadn't been wearing those shoes that day, I would have gotten into the water with him and I would have 
picked him up for pictures. Oh my gosh, that thing was huge. It was more than like five feet. Oh my god, I I just I just can't I just I can't I can't handle you, Tara. He I was mean, literally a mini medium guy. You are work. So what's up next? What are you, I mean? Is there something because you made a post about four months ago about how to support your friends and small businesses? Now, like I'm gonna turn this into a survivalist. I have started doing free commercials on my podcast. I've been buying swag, you know, to give away because I want to support y'all because. Y'all bring me so much joy. What's up next for you? I don't know if I should be talking about this yet. but I love you. <laughs> I have uh, been working on a website called TaraSurvives.com. Yes. Uh, right now, I've only got a few shirts and stuff on there. I'm working on getting it set up and everything else. Uh, I've got actually Eddie Renner. Everybody knows who he is now. He's, he's our... Facebook guru for, you know, drawing. Yes. He went, he had just had a stroke, but yes. he and I are in the process right now of making a few specific shirts that every single penny of profit that would go to me is actually going to two different charities. I think uh, that's great. Every single penny. So uh, he actually did the drawings mm -hmm. completely for this project. You know, normally he would charge out the ass for it, but, and I'm not going to talk about what we're, what we're doing with that, but, uh, this shirt is going to be, it's actually pretty damn epic. I wish I could show it off right now, but I can't. I cannot wait. And see, this is what I'm talking about. She's giving me the dirt. You have to support our survivalists, right? Yeah. I mean, yes, sir. You know, support jakenodar.com and ejsnyder.com yes. and all them, but... I really say, you know, support the charity functions more because they're the ones who need the benefits. We don't, yes. we don't need them like they need them. So uh, another thing that I've been thinking about doing is this June, uh, I'm going to be in North Carolina for this Comic-Con. And I'm half thinking about taking the bow that I took on my first challenge and raffling it off during that event. Uh, I, that sounds very interesting. When I see equipment, I'm being honest, when I see other pots and things being auctioned off, it makes me a little creepy inside. Because I think that's like, cause that's like gold. That's like diamonds. Like, why would you give away, you know? Because the money would go to charity. Oh, because, okay. See, some people don't. Sometimes it doesn't go to charity. I'm not some people. Yeah, I, I if it's going to charity, I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't need the money like that. I mean, everybody needs money. Don't get me wrong. But oh, all it's doing is sitting here on my shelf collecting dust. Mm -hmm. So I think, I, I think that, I mean, if you're willing to donate it for charity, I think that's beautiful. But there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, like I said earlier, sleep on it. <laughs> That's my favorite saying, sleep on it. I am. I am. This is something that I really need to think about because that is, you know, I made that thing and it went out there with me on my first challenge. Yes. Um, it's something your grandkids might like to have. Exactly. 
So, so it's, it's something I do have to think about, but at the same time, it would be going for a hell of a worthy cause, especially right now with everything okay. going on. Yes. So make sure we support her, you know, and I have another last question for you and you got to solve this debate because I have like four people and there is money on the line. In that picture that I did on the Naked Quickie, in your very first challenge, you're in your work shirt, you're sitting in the car, behind your window is the is a building facade. And that facade was kind of blurred out. Do you agree or disagree with me that Naked and Afraid edit that video a little bit? They I didn't. don't post. I need to see the real picture. I, I saw the video that you posted. I went and watched my actual episode, and I went and saw the real picture, and all of them were the exact same thing. None of them. I've got the original picture on my phone. Oh, my God. It looked like it was cartooned out. Did you cartoon it out? No. No. Oh, I so I just lost money. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I, I, I can maybe send you I'm the original too. picture that I sent in. You know, nothing has changed. Oh my God. It, I did not believe it. I was ready to fight and I lost <laughs> some money, but it's okay. I still love you. I cannot wait for your website to come out. Anything that you have going on, please let me know because I would love to support you. I appreciate you even having me do this because like I said to you earlier, this is my first interview. Um, mm -hmm. You know, everybody, you, you see all these newspaper articles and things like that. And the only things that have come out about me have been either bought, written, or uh, information that was gathered from other sites and sources. Right. So nobody has actually come to me yet and had really had the proverbial balls to ask me anything. And yeah. I've been telling everyone, I'm an open book about everything, how my transition went how, why, why I'm not doing that right now, why I'm using they, them, what I'm doing in my social life, what I'm doing in my uh, professional life, what I'm doing for survival and training. Yeah. I'm open about everything. And it's like, no one wants to hear the real truth about it all. They just want to hear whatever the TV has told them. So I appreciate I you giving me the opportunity to have a platform. Yeah, and I'm a little disappointed with all the other LGBT um, platforms. While y'all have not reached out to Tara, she is a pioneer. And I think some of them should be reaching out to you. I am not versed in that community. Hey, baby. Oh, my God. Really? I'm not versed in that. I'm not versed in that community, but I'm, I'm disappointed in them. They yeah, should be I'm reaching too. out to you. And maybe... I know you should reach out to them a little bit. So that's the thing for Ev. I reached out to every single newspaper, newscast station, uh, Facebook thing I could find with the, uh, what you call it? The press release for mm -hmm. my solo challenge. Mm -hmm. No one, not I one know. of them got back to me. Not a single one. And I was like, really? like, the LGBT content influence creators. Well, even just having a local from, you know, Mobile, friggin' Alabama, Alabama. go and do yeah. a national syndicated TV show twice and survive both times completely naked. I get I get nothing because it's well, Mobile. You, I think we both know why. Yeah. Well, yeah. But like I said, it'll be easier for the next person because of you. I hope just, it is. You just go to sleep knowing that. And you know what, Ashley? If you have the feeling, why don't you email you know, the TV stations in Mobile and say, hey, why didn't y'all have Tara on? 
I think that's something that people should do. Like we just got done talking about support. Did we not support your survivalists? Email them. I'm going to drop the news director's email right here and let's ask them, Hey, why didn't you have Tara on? Right. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Well, I'm doing it. I was like, at the same time, I just want to get the story out there. I'm not looking for people to, you know, give me the mad props. I just want, honestly, I just wanted my mom to see something about it. I, my dad passed away a couple of years ago and I just wanted my mom to see something saying, look, look what I did. You know, other than here's the TV show. That's all I wanted it for. Yeah. That where does your mom live? She lives up near uh, Shreveport. Okay. Well, I'm not going to cry, but yeah, I, I just, you know, moms are the best. Yeah. And I lost my mom and I know exactly what you mean when it says, you know, when you're saying I would love for my mom to see it, but trust me, your mom's proud, but it would have been great. And shame on you, news directors. And One of the old schoolers that doesn't do a lot of online things and this and that. So you know, she's still got newspaper clippings of when I was in the Air Force with my white gloves lighting a candle in choir when I was in uh, the Air Force choir in tech school. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got paper clippings of that. And that's the kind of shit that she loves. And yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, you were on national TV. Like I said, you're a pioneer. Have you been watching Last One Standing? Oh, yeah, I've, I've got to. Sarah's on there. <laughs> I've got friends and family on there, you know, Sarah's my boo and I've got Dan, he's my boo and he doesn't know it yet, but there's that. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to no. fight Debbie over Dan. I'm just telling you because, <laughs> and I'm not sure who would win because she's in love with Dan as well. But I don't know why we can't I, both win. Well, hey. Why has it got to be one winner? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there can only be one winner on last one standing. Yeah, I want to know your opinion. Can't your give opinion. an opinion. Can't give an opinion. You can't give an opinion? Oh, no. Nope, that's the one show I can't talk about. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I'm going to give my opinion. I love the show, and I think that everybody that's on that show, whether they're good, bad, or in between, Everybody that's there is really contributing to the show in one way or the other. And it's I absolutely agree with show. that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think they picked a damn good cast. Yes. They picked a good cast for this. Yes. Whether and anybody wants to say one person doesn't belong or this person shouldn't be. Whatever, man. This was like the perfect cast for this. Perfect. If Jeff and Gary weren't there. This whole balance would be thrown off. The pairings were perfect. Everything about it, this so far, is spot the freak on. Yep. And the only thing I hope is that it doesn't make our survival show migrate to a game show. We've already got enough game shows out there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's Survivor, there's The Mole, there's this, there's that. There's even a new show called Bullshit. That if anybody on Bullshit is watching, I, I'm trying to apply for and I don't know how. So I would love to do that show or The Mold. So. I'll find out for you and nominate you for Bullshit. I would love to do either one of them because I, I could I could Bullshit all day. I believe you. I believe you on that. But 
I believe that this show, Last One Standing, should only be for legends. And you have to prove yourself for legends, and it should only be... I kind of disagree with that. Why? Because I think, like, Chini is a legend in my mind, but this was her third challenge. If you only allow the legends to go out there, then they have to have the opportunities given by Discovery to go out and do the amount of challenges or whatever it takes to become a quote-unquote legend. So you're taking away a lot of blood from the pool. Yes, so I don't but that's the only way to keep it legends. from not going to game showing. If you keep it only, you know, she just got I'm not saying I'm not saying put somebody brand new out there. I'm saying absolutely put somebody who's tried and true and tested. Earned. You have to earn your spot on last one's right. Right, and and it, and it's just not for everybody. So we're exactly. on the same page because I don't want the show to go to contesty either. And I've gotten some a lot of direct messages saying that they didn't even finish watching episode two because they did not like it. And I understand that. Really? Oh, my phone blows up. Yes. Wow. And there's a lot of people who do not like the format. They're like they want team sillies. They're the ones who love the love. And they're the, you know, more natural people. I, like I said, I think this is a good twist up, but I don't want it to go to 100% just game showing. Right. right. Give it give it the ramp. Have a ramp for people. Mm-hmm. You've got people that start off where, you know, you're day one, episode one, and then you ramp yourself up to the point of getting to that challenge. Like it's your, it's your last hurrah kind of deal. Yes. That's the way it should be, I guess. And, uh, at you the same earn your time, spot. yeah, you got to earn your spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't just be anybody who's only done one challenge. Exactly, and it can't be somebody um, you know who's done four challenges but tapped out on three. Oh wait, they exactly. Already did that. You know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I can be catty too. It's last one standing. The reason why I love last one standing is because I can finally be catty. True, because it's a competition. Now, when you're out there surviving, I, you know, you're a survivalist. It's different. No, I'm here to respect you. That's the other you. thing. They are. It's a little bit different because they are, you know, they do show this is where the leopard kill is, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But they still are out there trying to find food. Yes. The whole time they're out there trying to find water. Mm-hmm. They're not given bottles of water. They're not given food, like, all the time kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So... At the same time that they're out there surviving, it still is a game show, but we are still survivalists out there. We're yes. not, they're not, I should say, they're not, uh, just, they're not given five bags of rice for a week. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to wrap this up. We've been, I, this is the longest I've ever talked to one single person and I knew it was going to happen. So much going on. I hope to have her on the show again, maybe after last one standing is over, she can give me some of her critique and, um, you got to remember to support her. And don't forget, we're going to start that campaign. And Tara, I love you. I love you too. Thank you for having me on.